Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John Miller is back with reaction from this week's game. Only on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seat Studios, it's Hawkeye Sundays. Post-game reaction following Iowa's 13-10 victory over Nebraska. And like a lot of you, I was in a position of saying, wondering, asking, who is 92? Who is Marshall Meter? And then, of course, we all went and looked, and some of you may remember he was just a transfer when Iowa lost their backup kicker in the out-of-season, an insurance policy. And early in this game, even dating back to the Illinois game, uh, Drew Stevens wasn't having it. Um, the trajectory on some of those very close chip shot field goals were low. Two of them blocked, um, kicked two balls out of bounds on kickoffs, and Kirk Ferentz makes a call to the bullpen, and Meter hits a 38-yarder, not a chip shot by any stretch, his first game kick of the year as an Iowa Hawkeye. And he gets to be a hero, remembered by a lot of people for a long time as Iowa emerged victorious on yet another walk-off field goal at Nebraska. Iowa now six consecutive wins in Lincoln, one of the longest such streaks ever in Memorial Stadium by a visiting opponent. Iowa with 257 yards, 264 yards for Nebraska, 94 through the air for Iowa, 163 on the ground. Big late run by LaShawn Williams to make that field goal much more manageable. 14 first downs on the day by Iowa to 10 for Nebraska. Um, Iowa 6 of 18 on third downs. Now that's 33%, not necessarily something you raise your eyebrows at in a good way, but you know what? They were effective. Um, they were effective on this game, or this day on this game, both. 68 plays for the Hawkeyes to 58 for Nebraska. Iowa had a 31-45 to 28-15 time of possession advantage. Averaged 4.1 yards per rush on 40 rushing attempts. That is what you do in November in the Big Ten. Uh, Iowa was plus two in turnovers. Late interception by Deacon, but then Chubba Purdy throws an interception to Herkett. Do not know how he did not see Herkett, but 
How about that? Defensive lineman with an INT. I, I, I'd need to go back and watch, assuming Iowa dropped into zone coverage there. I know that they brought somebody off the top on a blitz and probably dropped the defensive lineman back more as a spy for uh, Purdy's feet than anything else uh, to maybe dissuade him from trying to run up the middle. And Purdy throws it right to him, and that sets up Iowa's game-winning walk-off. Deacon Hill, just 11 of 28 for 94 yards, was uh, not his best day. LaShawn Williams, 16 attempts for 111 yards, a long of 53. Caleb Johnson, uh, 10 attempts for 30 yards. Uh, receivers in this day, Caleb Brown, 3 for 21, dropped uh, a touchdown that he would absolutely like to have back. Iowa probably should have been leading I don't know, 16 to 16 to nothing at halftime, but you know, you got to give Nebraska credit. Iowa dialed up a, a a blitz look where both safeties came down and made it look like they were blitzing. And Purdy already knew that he had a, a slot receiver going on a deep seam, uh, a skinny post deep. So he probably already in his head thought, well, if they blitz, I'm going to that route. And then they back off, and he instantly sees that both defensive backs are going to be in a natural trail position to his slot receiver who's going to be running a deep, skinny post. That was going to be the guy the entire time. And uh, it was a uh, great, fortunate play call against a unfortunate time of blitz. All in all, that part of it was lucky. But the execution by Nebraska, not lucky. Fantastic throw, great catch, touchdown. The lone touchdown that Iowa gave up uh, on this day. Nebraska averaging just 2.5 yards per rush on 30 carries. And again, all these games that Iowa has beaten Nebraska over the last eight, nine years, it comes down to November football. Can you run? Who blinks first? Who gives up on the run first? And typically, it's Nebraska. They had uh, 28 pass attempts, which, again, not a ton, but, you know, that was it was it was about 50 50, 30 runs, 28 pass attempts. Um, but you got to run the ball in November in the Big Ten successfully if you're going to win games. You know, until you go indoors in Indianapolis, and then it's uh, it's all different. Drives in the day, Iowa had quite a few drives. One, two, uh, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five three and outs on Iowa's drives. Nebraska had just three three and outs. Look up some other statistics here over on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Herkett was the leading tackler for the day for Iowa. Nine totals, five solos, one and a half for loss, and the interception. That, uh, that is getting it done. Uh, Nick Jackson with the sack. Uh, Y.A. Black had a half sack. Aaron Graves had a half sack. Graves was a beast on this day. Logan Lee was an absolute beast. Just an all-around fantastic day by the Iowa defense. Special teams, you know what we've said all year, special teams and defense about have to be perfect if Iowa's going to win games. And today, special teams were not perfect. Torrey Taylor, seven punts, 42.4 yard average. Uh, that wind out there and that cold, it's difficult kicking conditions to be sure uh, for Iowa. Nebraska had seven punts as well for 39.9 yard average. So Iowa picked up about two and a half yards just from pure punting uh, in that regards. But as we talked about earlier, Drew Stevens blocked field goal from 30 made one from 28 blocked from 24 last week you had the extra point in the Illinois game so what does Iowa do last seconds 
I jokingly tweeted out that this was the biggest set of ball coaching decisions since Nick Saban uh, benched Jalen Hurts for Tua Tagovola back in the national championship game in Bama a few years ago. Of course, it wasn't that serious, but that's a pretty big call to make to bring in somebody literally cold, literally from the depths of your bench that hadn't seen the light of day all season and bring them in in that spot and Marshall Meter splits the uprights. I mean, what more can you ask for? I'm going to pull up some season statistics right now because there are, I think, a few things uh, worth noting as I get the stat pack opened up post-game. You know, let's let's peruse the post-game notes um, real quickly. Iowa, eighth victory over Nebraska in nine seasons. Sixth straight year, the game's been decided by seven points or less. Um, Iowa three and one this season in rivalry trophy games, 27 and nine in their last 36 trophy games. The seventh time in Kirk Ferentz's career that Iowa hit 10 victories in the regular season. Um, I'm sorry, seventh time Iowa has ever done that in the regular season. Five under Kirk Ferentz, twice under Hayden. Eleventh time Iowa has reached the 10 win mark overall in program history. Uh, eighth time out of 11 came from Kirk Ferentz. Iowa, this statistic, Iowa has won 18 of their last 19 games in November. That's incredible, especially considering these last two years, the offense that Iowa's had in those times, uh, not great, not great at all. Iowa 5-1 and one in games decided by seven points or less this season. And it reminds me of a quote that somebody said this week uh, during the media availabilities. Iowa trains to take opponents out into the deep water. This is where they're comfortable. This is where they live. And it might not always be pretty, but boy, their efficiency relative to winning, <sighs> difficult to argue with that. On the season, Iowa's offense averaged 246.3 yards per game. They showed a statistic during this game that what was the highest win regular season win total for an FBS team who failed to average at least 250 yards per game. I can't recall if it was the last 10 years or 20 years or whatever. And the number was four, four wins by one of the directional Florida teams. Four wins was the previous high watermark for programs, let's just say the last 10, 20 years, I don't know. Iowa just won their 10th, and they averaged 246.3 yards per game. Unbelievable. They only gave up 279.9, for crying out loud. Um, on the season, Deacon Hill is completing 48.3% of his passes, um, 97 of 201 with six interceptions and five touchdowns. Cade McNamara, here, here's Iowa's overall passing statistics for this year, completing 49.1%. McNamara had attempted 90 passes before he was hurt, and he only completed 51.1% three interceptions and four turnovers. So Iowa with nine interceptions and nine touchdown passes on the season. Nine touchdown passes. Wow. Uh, but Iowa has uh, allowed 10 touchdown passes, and they gained 10 interceptions. So there you go on that. Rushing through 12 games, LaShawn Williams, the leading rusher. Five-yard average this year for LaShawn Williams, 779 total yards. Uh, Caleb Johnson, his average was four on 415 yards, and Jazz Patterson, 197. Uh, receptions, receiving, Nico Regani, the team leader through the regular season, 26. 
for 227 yards. Wow. Uh, Addison Estranga, 22. Eric All, 21. Caleb Brown, 14. Those came on late. Um, there's a lot of times, uh, a lot of time to go over all these statistics, but um, see the emotion from Kirk Ferentz following the game, and understandably so. This was a uh, an amazing culture win for this program, an amazing culture season. Iowa never lost the locker room this year. They stayed with it. The coaches kept this program together. It would be so easy for defensive players to become frustrated, uh, to put it mildly, with always having to ball out and the offense never reciprocating. Uh, I shouldn't say never, rarely reciprocating. But that didn't happen. It doesn't happen in Iowa because I, I don't know of another football program in the country that has better culture than what Iowa has in their locker room, in their program. We see it year after year and arrows fly in and I'm not going to say they're impervious to it, but boy, do they really close ranks and rally and they did it again to win their 10th game, doing it over Nebraska and also denying Nebraska a bowl eligible position and that makes it all the more sweet we'll talk to you soon okay we now welcome into the channel seed studios my man chad went aboard this hawkeye sunday on a saturday presented by killer manufacturing from the channel seed studios chad iowa picks up a win in the heroes game beat nebraska 13 to 10 on a walk-off field goal what do you think of the game Well, once again, like every single week we talk about, I mean, it, it just seemed like the typical Iowa game. Um, defense, again, came up huge. The surprising thing was the special team struggled uh, with the two blocked field goals. That's not like Iowa, but low scoring. Um, not, nobody really stood out other than LaShawn Williams, obviously 111 yards. That that helped a ton. Um you know, a little bit of a concern about Caleb Brown. Don't know the extent of his injury, but that's the last thing Iowa needs is another injury to another uh, receiver after losing all the tight ends. But, um, you know, I, I don't think this was – this wasn't a game that really meant anything to Iowa other than everybody just loves being able to keep Nebraska out of a bowl right. game. Right, yep. Um, Seven straight years. Fact, yeah, it didn't change the fact that Iowa was going to be in the in the championship game. Um, waiting to see who they play, but it's it's still always fun to be Nebraska. So, yeah, take them where you can get them. I think that's right. So let's go back to special teams. I think Chris Hassel tweeted they made something like a decade of mistakes in the first half, <laughs> and they bring up the backup kicker to win it. Do you think Drew Stevens gets another chance back there? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, it won't surprise me if he gets another chance, but at the same time, I mean, Kirk has shown with running backs or, or other guys that if you fumble, sometimes you're in the doghouse, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how these guys look in practice. I don't know how close that race ever has been, um, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I, I To be honest, I mean, they're going to have to be, in my opinion, they're going to have to be almost perfect in all aspects of, of the game to be able to beat either Ohio State or Michigan in the championship game. So mm-hmm. they, they better get it figured out and they better get things cleaned up because if they want to have a chance to win, they've, they've got to be able to be good in all areas of the game. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. So let's look ahead. Iowa heads to Indianapolis for the Big Ten title game next week. Still, we'll learn sooner uh, than later who they match up with, whether it's Michigan or Ohio State. How do you feel about Iowa's chances? I, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I, I think that they're going to have to play a near-perfect game. Um, I, I think you're going to need that defense to come up with a number of turnovers. Um, because Michigan, let's face it, Michigan and Ohio State, they're both really, really good. So you got to have the ball bounce your way. You got to have some things go right. Um, the defense, Iowa's defense is going to have to come up huge um, and really keep it a low scoring game because if, if they struggle to, to, to pitch a shutout, it's going to be extremely difficult, I think, for the Iowa offense to score enough. So I, I think it needs to be one of those one of those games where you get a lot of turnovers and you and you convert them into points, and that's probably going to be the the winning recipe if if they could make that happen. But other than that, it's going to be it's going to be tough, obviously. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Chad. Thank you for your time as always. This has been Hawkeye Sunday, presented by Keller Manufacturing from the Channel Seed Studios. We'll see you next time. Iowa everywhere.